Good afternoon, Issam. Thanks for joining us at Status. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about your current work and what brought you to that? Thank you for inviting me for this wonderful opportunity. So uh, I'm, I'm working right now on, uh, on a book related to Hadith epistemology and uh, Mu'tazilite uh, approach on, uh, on Hadith. So this uh, this work is just an extended work based on my uh, previous works on hadith epistemology among Muslim scholars in early period of Islam. So Mu'tazila here considered the first uh, the first rational group in the history of Islam uh, provided a comprehensive and epistemological approach on hadith uh, uh, criticism so uh, the the age of mutazilite group uh, approximately 3 centuries from the second islamic century till the fifth islamic centuries uh, so this like 3 uh, 3 centuries uh, was a, a rich uh, era in the muslim intellectual history uh, so uh, Mu'tazilite uh, uh, provide a very rich uh, literature on Hadith criticism, and this literature considered as uh, an epistemological uh, perspective in, in the field. So I address this uh, issue in, uh, uh, from this angle, from epistemology and what we called right now as a sub uh, genre in philosophy or in epistemology called the epistemology of testimony. Could you repeat that last bit, epistemology of what? Epistemology of testimony. So related to the testimony and the hadith chain, um, what key questions are you looking at and why focus on those particular questions? Yeah, that's uh, a very good question, Noah. So I, I believe the, the epistemology of hadith is or uh, just addressing hadith criticism through this uh, uh, lens uh, would give us a different uh, uh, perspective, different approach, and also transcend the discussion among uh, the people who are studying hadith in, uh, in Arab world, Muslim world, and also in Western world. So mostly in Western world, studying hadith based on uh, uh, um, biblical studies and through a different lens of uh, Muslim world. So mostly Muslim world, the scholars uh, there studying hadith criticism based on traditional way, and they have their own uh, methodology. So uh, addressing this issue through epistemology of testimony would transcend the discussion among these people to a different realm, a different uh, realm or a different uh, field. This uh, epistemology and uh, the philosophy and how we can uh, uh, put some standards, uh, some standards and criteria uh, uh, to see why and what happened in the Muslim history, uh, in the early Muslim history. So uh, Mu'tazila, it's, it's very important because uh, Mu'tazila provided 
very, uh, very good argument in the early Islam. This argument based that hadith is like a liquid text and uh, contradict each other. So, so the first uh, book written on that is not on Mu'tazilite uh, theology or Mu'tazilite uh, thought. Uh, the book written by Dirar bin Amr and called At-Tahrish, the book provided us with many texts used by scholars at that time saying uh, there's an argument by Dirar bin Amr in his book At-Tahrish saying that all of these hadiths, all of these prophetic reports contradict each other and made the Muslim community uh, dispute um, in vain. So there is no any benefit of this dispute. So for him, uh, there is uh, uh, some solutions and these solutions uh, uh, based on him, his thought and Mu'tazilite to, to focus on uh, certain texts or absolute texts or uh, texts that provide certainty like Quran and uh, Muslim agreement or the well-known Sunnah or absolute Sunnah and other resources, but not based on the Isnad, not based on the uh, single narration. Interesting. So would you say that the things that were controversial, the things that were debated uh, in the time period that you're studying remain controversial today? Because what you're talking about kind of reminds me of um, people today who might describe themselves as Quranists. That, that's uh, exactly what the situation is. And I believe what, I, I left that for you, Noah, and I believe like anyone when hear uh, what I'm talking right now will jump immediately to what's happening right now in this uh, modern time and also in the 20th century. Uh, Muslims, uh, all groups, all movements engage in the same question. So how we can... Uh, or how the Muslim world, how Muslim thinkers uh, rebuild the, the, the text and literature again in our modern time. So mostly people seeking for certainty and uh, focusing and maybe addressing all of these texts, uh, contradicting each others. So however, it's, it seems for me that the history reshaped again based on the same questions, the, the, the phenomenon I called like the liquidity of hadith or hadith as a liquid text and also as a contradicted uh, text. So there is a contradiction in hadith and also liquidity. And then these people seeking for certainty to, to uh, just, uh, I think certainty here used just as um, uh, a tool or maybe as an element to, uh, to reshape the unity of Muslim uh, society. And these uh, thoughts coming from uh, the, the people of Nahda, the Renaissance, Arab, uh, Arab Renaissance, especially from uh, Muhammad Abdu and Rashid Rida from, in Egypt, and also from Syria before Muhammad Abdu and Rashid Rida, from uh, two uh, main figures, uh, Tahir al-Jazairi in his book, Tawjih al-Nazar, and also uh, Jamal al-Din al-Qasimi in his book, Qawaid al-Tahdith. Great. Can you maybe walk us through some obstacles or challenges that are arising in your particular field? 
Yeah, so uh, the mostly we can, uh, uh, this uh, generally speaking, Mu'tazilite rejected by different and uh, a couple of schools. But the most important schools that people of Hadith or traditionalist, uh, this uh, school coming, uh, the main figure who uh, engage in this debate, uh, Al-Shafi'i in his book Al-Risala, in his book Jima' Al-Alam, and Al-Um, and also uh, Ibn Qutayba al-Dinawari in his book Ta'wil Mukhtalaf al-Hadith. These people engage in that debate and refuted uh, Mu'tazilite uh, epistemological approach on Hadith. Uh, but also there is another group uh, uh, known as Hanafi uh, school. They also uh, refuted uh, Mu'tazilite's uh, thought based on legal issues. So we can see the refutation coming from two uh, two major groups. The first one, the people of uh, text or textual, like we can say, uh, people of literature or people of hadith, is uh, um, uh, represented by uh, Shafi'i, Ibn Qutayba, Ahmed bin Hanbal, and on another uh, uh, side, uh, Hanafi school. Hanafi school uh, itself is. Uh, is not uh, was in 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 a discussion and in a debate of uh, the people of hadith. So we can see three uh, three main groups, each one refuting uh, another. But when we came to Mu'tazila, we can see uh, the people of hadith and uh, uh, the legal uh, experts, uh, Hanafi school. Most of them refuted uh, Mu'tazila and refuted the, the approach of Atiza uh, uh, at that time. So what are the implications of that for your current study on the Mutazilites? Right. So right now, we can see like these three groups uh, represent three different aspects. The one uh, said all hadiths uh, accepted, but uh, based on uh, epistemological rankings. So... Okay, so we accept hadith, but that does not mean every hadith is applicable. This is uh, the theory by al-Shafi'i. So for, for, for al-Shafi'i and Ibn Qutayba, Ahmed bin Hanbal, all of these, so consider hadith as, uh, as a text to, uh, to, give, uh, to give us uh, uh, an understanding, a good understanding for hadith, but, does that, but, but, but that does not mean that every hadith is applicable and every hadith should be uh, uh, used. Uh, so on another, uh, uh, the, the second group, the, the Hanafi group, said, okay, so we need to put uh, a standard uh, criterion to criticize only the hadith in legal issues. So these hadiths are very important because these hadiths reflect the so- societal and public uh, space. So we need to be very strict, very uh, to follow a, a severe uh, 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 and strict uh, methodology to, to verify these hadiths. So these uh, just in legal issues, but outside of legal issues, they accepted a lot, uh, maybe the all, all hadith. And what is the light? Uh, uh, there's uh, suspicion on the any hadith related to theology. So Mu'tazilite represent uh, theology, Hanafi represent legal issues, and uh, Ahlul Hadith, the people of Hadith, represent the carbos of Hadith, the whole carbos. So however, we can see right now, so 
like especially in our modern times, there are uh, major groups like Sufi group, Salafi group, and rational group. All of these uh, in somehow f- uh, follows the same standard but different epistemology or different, I'm sorry, not uh, maybe same epistemology but different uh, details. So some people just focusing on legal issues and trying to uh, to provide uh, um, a strict approach uh, to verify hadith based on these legal issues. Others uh, provide a different approach on, uh, on theological issues. And others accept all hadith. Uh, so and the hadith uh, uh, phenomenon is a very important in our modern history. And like many, many works written in Western societies, and I'm sorry, most Western academic institutions on uh, the character Nasser al-Din al-Albani, uh, who uh, 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 re-studied hadith and uh, gave uh, different rankings for these hadith based on his uh, uh, epistemology. Are there particular methodologies that you use in studying the epistemology of testimony and in text liquidity? And what resources have you found particularly useful Right. This, uh, yeah. Thank you for this question. So it's not uh, it's it's not it's not easy to find uh, literature on uh, on this topic. Uh, yes, there are many many books written in medieval era in classical Islam on the topic, but all of these texts mostly refined, and you cannot trace the social history in all of these books. So uh, the main uh, literature coming from early uh, Muslim history and especially from the book of Mu'tazila. So these treaties include many things, not only theological uh, uh, discussion, like Fadl al-A'tizal by Al-Qadi Abdul Jabbar is around 200 pages. The majority of the book talking about the social uh, history of uh, Mu'tazila and the early Muslim history. And same for Sharh Ayun al-Masail by Al-Hakim al-Jushami, we can see, um, uh, we can witness uh, a very rich uh, literature in social history. Same for Maqalat al-Islamin by Abul Qasim al-Balkhi. Uh, also, in the books of uh, like what we call Ahl al-Sunnah, like by al-Shafi'i and uh, Ibn Qutayba, so there are many uh, secondary uh, discussion in their books on like social history, and we can witness there is a tension uh, that time uh, in the in the discussion. So the like when they talk, they use always khasam, the word khasam, uh, like uh, someone like talking. Uh, they are talking with someone, but they did not mention who is what's the what's the identity of this uh, one. Uh, they they talking with, so so always like Khasmi or someone said. So it's it seems like uh, a game like to find the identity of these people and who are they, and represented uh, which group. So so that uh, lead you to to not to uh, to make your study just based on these books. So you need to read in biographies, you need to read in some books on legal issues, some books of hadith, and uh, like what we call seer and biographies, and tabaqat, the generations of scholars, and the history. 
So all of these books uh, uh, should be uh, among your resources on the subject uh, matter. For the t- epistemology of testimony, this uh, uh, is a recent uh, flourished uh, field in our modern time. So still uh, many, uh, many research uh, papers written on the subject. There are some uh, textbooks written by uh, some American scholars, especially here, uh, based on the, some European uh, philosophers. Uh, 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 yes, yeah, so this is like a different, uh, a different literature I'm focusing on to understand, because I'm not in this field. I'm not, uh, I'm not someone who studied philosophy. I'm new to this field, so I'm trying always to uh, maybe to connect with the, the people in this field, philosophy, to understand more about this field and how to connect, how to bring Hadith epistemology to the field of epistemology of testimony and also the people in epistemology of testimony bring them to Hadith. This happened in uh, maybe in the last decade when some Indian scholars brought the uh, like the literature written on the epistemology and epistemology of testimony in subcontinent to uh, Indian Indian subcontinent to uh, to the people of epistemology of testimony. So I'm trying to do this connection uh, right now to bring these people together to discuss uh, very important uh, resources. And as I said, so a very big literature in early Muslim history can be traced on the epistemology of testimony. You mentioned earlier how you're kind of engaging in questions, or maybe not you, but this field is engaging in questions of the certainty of sources. Do you think that in the field or in the theology, anything is lost by seeking certainty as opposed to uh, like allowing for this flexibility? Yes, right. So when you put certainty as a standard for verifying verifying text or accepting text, so uh, I think we need to expect some uh, maybe literature or some uh, theological aspect will be lost because the this like the argument uh, given by the people of Hadith and traditionalists. So they said. So we don't need to put any uh, certainty on these uh, on these texts. We need to accept texts and to bring all of them on the table. Just like social history and uh, Muslim memory. So some text maybe can give some explanation for main text, so some secondary text, some main text. So we need to categorize and we need to put some ranking, epistemological rankings for for these texts. But we cannot say this text should be out of uh, authentication or authority. So, But we need to give some ranking for these uh, authoritative uh, texts. So this, uh, I think this uh, uh, epistemology by uh, the people of Hadith uh, is not understood uh, in our modern time uh, uh, correctly, because uh, they said something. The people of Hadith said something like very important. Not every Hadith should be applicable, or like in their words, ma'mul bihi. So yes, so when we say Hadith sahih, like a sound Hadith, yes, that's right. But that that does not, not that does not mean 
to uh, to follow this hadith or to apply this hadith. Okay, we can put this hadith on the shelf, and then maybe we can use it as a color to to make like the the drawing or the uh, like uh, the text more like flourished and more uh, understood. So certainty, I think it's a very uh, important issue uh, Muslim, early Muslim witnessed and also modern uh, Muslim societies uh, uh, witnessed again. And I think it's from certainty we can understand Muslim movements in our modern time and how we can categorize like rational group uh, versus uh, traditionalist, Salafist, jihadist, and uh, like Sufi group, and all of these based on uh, certainty and uh, the epistemology of maybe certainty. Thank you. So Issam, could you talk maybe a little bit about your plans for the future, projects or plans in development at the moment, maybe how you're trying to build on the research you've you've already done? Yeah, right now, um, uh, as you know, I'm working at Vanderbilt University as a senior lecturer and also with Global Academy uh, Scholarship. Uh, uh, this gave me a good uh, opportunity to be uh, affiliate, uh, to have an affiliation with some important institutions like uh, the program in Islamic law at Harvard University and also Sharia program at Columbia University. So all of these uh, platform, uh, I think, giving me a, a very good, a very good opportunity this year to work on my project, uh, uh, this like the epistemology of hadith criticism in early uh, Muslim history. Um, so uh, Mu'tazilite abroad, this is the main project right now. It's it seems like a subtopic in that big topic, the epistemology of testimony of hadith criticism. So Mu'tazilite is uh, could be like two chapters or three chapters in the book, or I'm not I'm not sure right now. So like should be like Mu'tazilite should uh, I should write one book on Mu'tazilite and then expand that to uh, to other groups or like to put Mu'tazilite as just like two chapters in the book. I'm in this process right now. So but. Um, uh, collecting materials and uh, building uh, the research and trying to uh, to use uh, this year and also and uh, maybe the uh, the following year to to work on this uh, project um, um, at Vanderbilt uh, I, I I have uh, I, I have to teach uh, uh, five to six courses uh, uh, annually it's not easy to, to work uh, on the same time on research. So teaching and researching, it's uh, uh, it's not easy to, 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 to combine both uh, these hard tasks. Right. Well, thank you for making time for status towards the end of uh, what I imagine is a very busy semester. Thank you. Thank you, Noah. You've been listening to Status Audio Magazine. The Status is produced by the Arab Studies Institute in partnership with Voices of the Middle East and North Africa, co-sponsored by George Mason University's Middle Eastern Studies Program and the American University of Beirut's Asfari Institute for Civil Society and Citizenship. 
Interested in pitching an interview, a program episode, or becoming a partner? Email our associate producer, Paola Messina, at paola at statushour.com. To listen to more conversations, on-the-scene reports, and discussions, visit our website, statushour.com, or subscribe via iTunes and listen to us on the go. You can also friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and for more conversations, please visit statushour.com. Thank you.